What makes you itch? What sort of a situation would you like? What, how would you really enjoy spending your life? Well, it's so amazing as a result of our kind of educational system, crowds of students say, well, we'd like to be painters, we'd like to be poets, we'd like to be writers, but as everybody knows, you can't earn any money that way. Or another person says, well, I'd like to live an out-of-doors life and ride horses. Uh, let's go through with it. What do you want to do? When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Life, this is a real live video, folks. It's a live video. Okay. And we're almost there. And we are. What makes you itch? What sort of a situation would you like? What, how would you really enjoy spending your life? Well, it's so amazing as a result of our kind of educational system, crowds of students say, well, we'd like to be painters, we'd like to be poets, we'd like to be writers, but as everybody knows, you can't earn any money that way. Or another person says, well, I'd like to live an out-of-doors life and ride horses. Uh, let's go through with it. What do you want to do? When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. All right. Here we are. Welcome to another episode of the Yamanote Tech Society podcast. Officially, uh, the official podcast name is going to be called the Managed State Podcast. And the Managed State Podcast is just like the Yamanote Tech Society podcast, but it has an official name. And I like the word Managed State, which is basically we're talking about the state of your mind is more like handling an application. And as we continue to move towards this world of technology and society merging, we're noticing that we have to have state management for our mind as well. And today's topic is social media and does it actually alter your mind? I mean, a lot of people talk about these things when it comes down to building um, huge social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, and um, what do you call it again, Instagram, but is it actually a problem? Are, what, are, are we the actual um, products of the actual social media or is it just reflecting um, a, a, a subset of who we truly are? So that's gonna be the topic of tonight. Uh, my name is Chris. Um, if you wanna basically, you know, sign, chime in on it, on it and talk about it, talk about some of the things I'm talking about today or have any questions, feel free to go ahead and to text me at, um, 718 255 9095. That is the official um, 
I guess like that's the official, that's my official like brand phone number. So across all of my um, prom applications that I'm basically on. So if you're gonna talk about this particular question, make sure you say manage state in your text and you can sign up, it's gonna ask you like, you know, your birth date and um, I asked for your birthday because I like to basically um, wish people a happy birthday or do something special for your for your birthday for the people who are like following me online. And I also will be able to let you know when I'm gonna do things specific or I may run polls for different stuff, but I'm not gonna be too spammy. I'm, I usually keep it to like two or three um, different conversations uh, per group. So, uh, Hopefully you guys are interested and you're gonna chime in. If you have any questions about technology or anything you want to bring us specifically, you can always hit me up at managestatepodcast at gmail.com. That's where I'm basically putting things at. And you can always hit me up here at, you know, on Facebook if, uh, if you have any other questions. So uh, tonight's podcast is gonna really be about uh, uh, social media and, you know, altering uh, how it alters our, our mind. But I also want to talk a little bit about the, you know, what's going on. I mean, like, this is like the, what do you call it again? Oh, oh one second, I'm sorry. Uh, I actually have up this uh, quote here. Uh, this is from one of, the, one of my favorite authors. He's uh, basically the uh, author from Al Algorithms and Live, Live By. And this book is called The Most Human Human. And in the, the actual, um, I'll read it. It says, it's interesting that human ability to be self-aware, self-conscious, to think about one's own actions, and indeed about one's own thoughts, seems to be a part of our sense of unique intelligence. Yet so many of us, of, of, of lives most, you know, like you name it, productive, fun, engaged, engaging, competent moments come when we abandon such hall of mirrors, frivolities um, or frivolities, and just a a la Nike do things. And this is where I, I wanted to really talk about our ideas because I feel that uh, science is just now coming um, coming up with what you know the yogis and the, the shamans and the you know the the original sages that have been you know researching and talking about these things for centuries um, you know about this idea of to mind or being split minded, you know, and the idea of being intelligent is being able to have something that you know, or some, a question that gets to you and you, you kind of do thinking, you know, calculations and then you come out with an answer. And this thinking issues can be what we consider to be our true selves, but our true selves is not necessarily that. I, we also have like this other side of us that is, you know, the side of us that we, when somebody calls out your name and you answer, you know, right away, or somebody tells a joke and you instantly listen or instantly laugh, that's more of who you truly are. And it's the part that happens instantly. And this idea that being, you know, in order to have fun, in order to be engaged, in order to be competent, um, in order to do things like that, you have to kind of let go of this, like, you know, thinking processes like you were doing, you just do, you know, whatever goes on, you think. And this part is where you truly actually learn. So it comes up to like, where, how do we actually learn? How, how do we actually become alive? How do, how are we actually human? And this talk and this book is really great. I'm actually going through right now because there's a critical book review I have to kind of put together. And I chose this book 
And it really goes down deep about how, you know, there are actual companies that are, um, that are trying to come up with a, a, a title called the most human human where they create, they create these applications that tries to, um, I guess, like solve, um, like compete against the Turing test. or so they try to, if they can pass the Turing test where they can trick um, the, the human that they're actually that they're actually a real human and they're not a robot or they're not an application or a machine that they actually win the, the most human human you know um, award or it, it usually may fall to you know supposed to always fall to humans and I don't want to go too much into it but like these are some of the books and, and topics I'm actually going through so if you're interested in these type of things you know send me an email you know send me a Twitter account oh yeah Twitter managed state all one word on Twitter. Um, that was also the original um, Yamanone Tech and Society podcast, uh, but this is Managed State. So Managed State, go ahead, learn to understand what, how our minds are. Are we actually, are we actually living our um, our true self when we are when we're thinking about things, or are we, you know, supposed to be focusing on our minds being like a ball on a mountain stream? I mean, just hypothetically, just think about these things, but. Uh, I like technology. If you want to basically help simplify little things about, I like technology. I like how it um, improves our well-being. But there's also this level where it can um, it can kind of destroy our um, our like mental health. It um, mainly because of the fact that I think that you know there's something well called like too much of a good thing. So one way to balance these things out is by um, not just consuming, but also producing. And that means, and that's what I'm trying to do here in this particular thing, trying to produce these things to kind of provide more information about the, the topic, about myself, and to be aware of what I'm actually consuming. So with all of that being said, um, I'm gonna just uh, end that and I'll take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, um, I will go ahead and talk a little bit more about uh, tonight's show. So stay tuned. Hmm. I'm, I'm actually, can I go ahead and, I wonder if I can go ahead and, hmm, um, no. Uh, I'm trying to see what I'm trying to do right now because since I'm actually doing this thing is live, I have to do something uh, where I put the music, put the show on 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 pause while I wait. Um, you know what? It's okay. I'm gonna take a five minute break. I'm gonna put this in. So, stay tuned. Um, how do I stop sharing my screen? Okay, that works. All right. Five minutes. You're going to love this. Trust me, what you're seeing now is my normal state. This is a Super Saiyan. And this, this is what is known as a Super Saiyan that has ascended past a Super Saiyan. Or you could just call this a Super Saiyan 2. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, um. What a useless transformation. You've changed your hair, so what? <laughs> Just wait! Has he really found a way to surpass an ascended Saiyan? Is that possible? He must be bluffing. I mean, what would that make him? Double ascended? 
And this... What's he doing? Is to go even further beyond! Goku! If you do this now, it's going to drain away all the time you have left on Earth! And I say you need every second of it as it is!
And uh, we're back. Yeah, we're back. And I'm just gonna go ahead and yeah. Um, I didn't really want to use that, <laughs> but I actually um, needed something to kind of like uh, like uh, I needed to put something in while I you know took a break, and I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do that with the live stream. One thing about using the live stream, is this open now? Waiting for live video. It says waiting for live video. All right, it's, it's already here. I think that the live video is already going on. Unless I'm not looking at it properly. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the live stream is yeah. open now. Waiting for live video. It says waiting for live video. All right. It's it's already here. I think. Okay. Good. Yeah. It is. On. Yeah. So let me just pause the actual video. Unless. And yeah. So. So. In order to do these live, in order to do these live streams, you have to kind of like figure out. Okay. Yes. Okay. So using the live stream, you're not gonna pause that. Okay. So one of the things I have to do with the with the live stream is that um, I, I'm using my iPad to set up the um, the screen you see right here that shows managed state setup, and then um, then I am looking at um, what do you call it again my um, yeah, I'm using my desktop to actually run the, the Zoom program. And then I, I mirror my iPad so I can kind of like do, you know, uh, some some self-direction, like basically being able to kind of like show people what I'm doing on the screen here while talking over here. And then I also get a chance to use the um, audio to, once I'm done with this, I'm going to just pop the audio into the, um, into the actual uh, managed state on the anchor to go ahead and just you know add the add the podcast version to it. I want to find a way to kind of not have so many things on the podcast. Uh, like I don't want to have like too much information on the on the podcast, like all the dead air. Like for example, like having that particular you know the the Dragon Ball Z little drop that I had over there. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to kind of re, re, um, start collecting um, sound bites and stuff so I can kind of use them in my, um, in my, can, I can start using them in the podcast. All right. So um, today was basically about the, um, you know, social media, how the alternate psychology, speaking about that, you know, we have the, um, we have the election going on where we can definitely could say that uh, President Trump has been able to use social media very well as he's a very um, big Twitter user. He constantly tweets different things all the time and was able to get himself a huge, um, not pun intended, huge, 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 you know, he's not, anyway, excuse me, he's, not, he's he was able to go ahead and have a huge influence on that potential, his followers. And we're now waiting for the last few states. I think it's Pennsylvania, Nevada, um, 
I'm not sure the other ones. Um, I think it's Pennsylvania, Nevada, and uh, uh, Pennsylvania, Nevada. Trying to go. Google has made it really easy to find out the results. Yeah, so it's Nevada is waiting for with six electoral votes, Pennsylvania, um, Georgia, which is just about done. They got 99% voting reading. They have um, North, in North Carolina. So everybody else has been count, accounted for. It looks like we are going to have a, 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 a time. Uh, we're going to have some, a decision made soon. But, uh, you know, the Electoral College is really what's causing all these issues right now, where it looks like all of these middle um, states here tends to get less electoral votes. For example, like Idaho, Montana. Um, well, I should actually go to it. Let me see if I can go to google.com. And we could say elections. Yeah. Yeah, I actually like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you can say here, you can see that you can have, you know, we have uh, Montana. Can I go back? How do I do that? Live, live. This is all live. Sorry about that. Show all the states. All right. So you have, you have Montana, you have Idaho, you have Nevada, um, you have South Dakota, you know, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma. They all have like, you know, between um, one, like between three, four, five electoral votes. So, if, so if winning one of those is not really a big deal. But if all these states are the states, if they, if they all are winning, then it intends to flip. It's interesting how it works. But then Texas has like the has a has the largest amounts, which is thirty eight votes, and it looks like Texas is actually going towards Trump. And um, you have Florida, and you have. Which Florida has 29, I think, it, I think it's 29. Yeah, Florida is another big, big state. Let me show all states. Yeah, 20, Florida is 29. Yeah, 29. And uh, so, it is, so is New York. But New York usually has always been blue for a while. So, um, and Pennsylvania is the next big state. So it looks like, you know, if you run into a situation like this, it causes a big issue. So I don't know, it's fun to me. I like the whole math about it. It's almost like you could probably play a little game about understanding and like how each one of these states does things. You can kind of gamify the whole thing. Um, um, so with that being said, um, let's talk about tonight's topic. So um, I would like to go ahead and like eventually have like topics so I can talk about these things and video and stuff, but I'm not gonna do that for tonight. For tonight, I'm just gonna talk about this. So um, understanding uh, our uh, social media um, outlook and what things are about, I kind of, yeah, I kind of do this when I'm reading. So uh, this is one of the articles, this is one of the papers I, write, I was reading as about this is basically called Challenges and Opportunities for Social Media in Emerging Markets. And uh, the topics were basically talking about how emerging, how emerging economies, you know, places like Indonesia, um, what do you call it again? Uh, Indonesia, some parts of India, parts of South America, 
um, in the Middle East, you know, um, social media, and even in Africa, you know, some parts of Africa have been able to find um, powerful opportunities using blogging, uh, especially women. Female bloggers have been able to, uh, you know, express themselves and it increases, it improves their psychology, you know, because they're able to go ahead and to share their writings about topics and what they care about. They talk about discriminating, discriminating laws and sexual health and variety of subjects that are like usually taboo in certain countries. And they get away with that online. And um, one thing that's great about it is that um, it's, it's not really talked too much about in, in the States. But um, this is something that I think we need to pay attention to because of the fact that, you know, looking even at the election right now, we have like about 300 million or 400 million Americans that are actually able to vote in our country. But then, you know, the rest of the world is like, we're, 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 we're a small percentage. So how does the social media affect the global society? How does social media affect how everybody is affected with it. One thing about social media that we don't really get a chance to talk too much about is that social media helps with, um, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about um, this particular thing. Let me see if I can figure it out there to do. I have a topic about it in my class. So yeah, here we go. Yeah, so social media, we're talking about TikTok, we're talking about Twitter, we're talking about Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, but we're mostly talking about Facebook. And we're talking about Facebook because uh, Facebook has the largest influence in the emerging uh, markets. They actually have this technology called Facebook Lite, which is like a lower version of Facebook that is used for um, devices such as like people's smartphones or even cell phones in um, in these countries where um, they were able to work out these um, they were able to work out these how would you basically say like these uh, plans with the telecommunications companies in those areas that if they put the uh, Facebook um, in default embeds it into the, its application where they can use it and it doesn't have to pay any money, any money for their, their minutes that Facebook will be able to um, kind of like, I guess, how, what would be the term? I think the term, the best term for that would be um, subsidize. <laughs> yeah, I think it's subsidize. Yeah, so they would like subsidize um, the, um, the, uh, the, the, the amount of money it would cost for them to, to actually you know, to pay for that huge undertaking. And what it basically does is it's um, it's maybe it's like a form of, a, of 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 getting people who aren't able to pay a lot of money for like huge data plans to able to, to kind of communicate on, on these platforms. And then what so Facebook will do was analyze the data and figure out ways to direct advertisement to that traffic, and then they can recoup their benefits or they can recoup their 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 money from these particular uh, endeavors that they kind of put out. Um, one thing about social media that we don't really talk about is that it is designed to manipulate your human psychology. But does that mean when you say the word manipulate, it's a very strong word in our culture. You know, manipulation sounds like, you know, uh, propaganda and, and, and like, you know, people who are um, who are not necessarily um, looking in for your best interest. But um, it all comes, the social media to me is like a mirror, you know, where it's basically a, a way for people to post things about what they're thinking about. And then 
with social with machine learning and um, you know some some other algorithms that are used to kind of organize how the information is shown to be able to help you see more of the things that you want to see. But the idea, the idea that we actually run into with this is that um, what is actually good for people to see, you know, is that that's where the morals and the ethics comes in. You know, is it morally right for people to talk about? hurting and killing someone else on this platform. And there's been topics about, um, especially in this, uh, there's a Netflix show called, um, let me see what hand it is, The Social Dilemma by Tristan uh, Harris. Uh, he's an American computer science and business person that ran a, um, a, a he ran a, uh, a founding company about, I think it's called, I'm not, I forget the name of the actual company. Uh, it was called, Human, the humane technology. I think it was called humane technology. Or I think it's humane technology. Just check it out real quick. Yeah, humane technology, and um, and it was basically firstly called time well spent, and it was basically a center, a nonprofit that was focused on like ethics for the consumer technology. You know, and one thing about this is that um, you know. This guy has been on, uh, he was on Netflix, you can go check it out. The name of the show is called um, Netflix, I'll put it here, Netflix Social. Netflix has this called Social Dilemma or The Social Dilemma. And it's a, it's a, good, um, it's a good documentary. It's, it's made pretty well. It kind of gets people who are, who are big players in the social media suspects, um, sector and whether they're still working for, social, work, working for Facebook or not, I don't know. But um, there was been, it's been issues on like what is actually morally right, how come, how much control should they have over here? But when I'm when I'm looking at this particular um, this topic where I'm going back to where I'm saying before, social media apps are designed to manipulate human psychology. Are we? Am I just talking about you know American citizens? Because sometimes I feel that the the topics is mostly around how it's affecting like the the kids that are online who can afford to pay. For that much time, like for example, the people who are who are um, who are living in other countries, they how much time are they spending on social media relative to kids that has more money to buy the nicer devices and more time, more influence? How is that affecting them? You know, um, should we actually you know add features that helps to penetrate these particular groups and to you know? Um, prevent people from using it too much. I mean, that also, you know, infringes on other people's rights as well. You know, I, I might infringe on the fact that, you know, this person here, um, you know, is taking away my fright, my fright of free speech, you know? So it's a lot of, a, it's a lot of things that goes on with, you know, with social media, because it is about, you know, being able to be, you know, open to talking about whatever you want, whether it's, more, it may be one thing that may be morally right in one culture, maybe immorally in another culture, like in the Muslim um, groups, it's, it's okay. I think for people have like, like polygamy is kind of like okay there. And um, women are, are usually have a, have, a, have a difficulty like learning how to drive, they couldn't drive. I'm not sure every, I don't know which states or stuff like that, but I do know that that's kind of things that we're basically talking about there because this, we've been speaking a lot about the the rise of women's rights to do things on their own has been has increased in these societies. So, um, with this, with, with my with my actual um, paper, I'm basically talking about using credible sources to support um, 
my, my, my belief, you know? And I would say my outline I wrote out was like, what is social media? I want to break that down. What is social media? And like from the actual level of like from Facebook to, you know, packback.co, which is a small um, company that, um, that delivers um, like social media functions to like classrooms. So teachers can have like open discussions on these platforms without having to have their information exposed to the mass of the masses, you know, for that example of reason. Um, the other thing is, is that what are some of the examples we have to reject or support it? So obviously you probably can hear from my, um, my actual, um, from the way I'm talking about this thing is that I'm talking about um, examples that will reject or support it. I, I, I am supporting this particular, I'm, I'm supporting this statement here. Social media apps are designed to manipulate human psychology. I do believe that. But what I do believe is that based on the engineering design process, I believe, which is basically a process that is supposed to be used by people who are going to create things for people to use that may change or alter their lives in some shape or form. Are they focusing on the moralities of these things? And I really believe it's, it's, a, it's a bit gray because of the fact that um, it's always based off of the scale. You know, so the more people that end up on Facebook's platform, the more changes or the more influence you'll have to you'll have between different groups and people, depending on like how they use it. You know, most of the time, the way I look at Facebook, and if I could just bring it up real quick, um, I don't want to talk about that yet. I'm just gonna talk about this. All right, all right. So we have here. So I would like to say, so this is Facebook. Let's just say here we are using Facebook, and this is Facebook. All right. And on Facebook, you have like, you know, everybody's on Facebook, you know, you may have, you know, you have like this group here, and you have this group here, and you have this group here, and you have this group here, and there's a whole bunch of groups all over, right? But then there's this other group, you know, there's another group of people, you know, where, you know, you might get inside, inside this group, there may be another group, you know, and this could be, you know, maybe, um, one group of people who are like maybe uh, people who this group could be everybody that's in the school while these are smaller groups of people the other dots here could be groups of people who are in particular um, um, school uh, people who are in uh, different colleges so for example this could be the engineering you know college while well, this is the psychology, you know, the, you know, college, but this is the, but this whole circle here is everybody that's in the network of the school, you know, and you could take it, you could do the same thing here where, you know, this could be, um, uh, you can have this group here and in this network, you have, um, you know, friends of friends, they all go to the same church, you know, so, you know, this is probably, you know, maybe the uh, Christian you know, I don't know, just this hypothetical, because, you know, I, I, uh, I, I went to school, I went to church for underneath the you know, Christian faith. And um, so you would have, yeah, you have, and these are probably different groups of people, you know, and, and these are, and all these people here probably all listen to, you know, um, relatively the same types of like, they probably all read the same type of Bible, you know, like in, the, in you know, we have like the NIV Bible, uh, you have the King James Version Bible, you know, and these are all on the Christian, you know, books, but then you might have another group here that, um, 
you know, you, you may get the you get the point. So what I'm trying to basically get at is that you have like everybody in in this in these groups, and everybody here is behind Facebook's circle of like their walled garden. And then this will be like this is like Facebook's public sector. You know, now if you are now in order for you to be able to even interact with any of these people on here, you need a Facebook account. So you must have a Facebook account in order to you know, to go on either even to add asking people anything, you might not be able to in order to go ahead and to actually um, talk to any people you need to be in the circle of these particular groups of people you wouldn't be able to talk to them if you wasn't. Um, that's one thing about it, then you would have, then you would have like the, then you have everybody outside, so let's say everybody outside the, the circle, this is like the internet, you know, the rest of the internet, you know, so this circle has grown. I've, I, I got on Facebook in like 2006 when I was at, when I was going to school and they, and they had, it's called Thus Facebook. And we were only, it was only, um, we had, a, we, were, we were a small circle. It was just my school, you know, it's like Braddock of College, you know, and in that circle was just everybody I know from school. Now, fun fact, like, I think I only know maybe like maybe three people out of like everybody that used to be a part of it, but it was, that was it. And MySpace was still pretty big back then, but we're just talking about Facebook right now. So now, you know, 10, 16 years has gone by, no, 14 years. Yeah, 14 years has gone by and Facebook has grown tremendously, you know, and uh, you know, it's, it's all, it's all a lot of different countries. Right? You, know, you have people in here who don't even speak English, who are writing only in their own language. Now, um, if you want to be able to communicate with other people, you can, but it's not, it's almost impossible unless you are actively looking for people to talk to. Or uh, the gaming industry, the people who stream online, for example, like game, like uh, people who stream, gamers who live stream, you know, on Facebook, it's on here. There's some popular um, TV, um, TV um, celebrities is on here as well, you know, but um, I feel that it's grown to a tremendous amount where you could do different things on there. And um, there's an issue where they're talking about um, if you use Facebook, um, you're constantly getting likes. And I don't think the likes comes from Facebook per se, because like your likes on Facebook are because their 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 architecture changed a lot. Where you, if I have, let's say, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and choose it. Let's say I have my account, you know, and I'll log in, and this is my account, and this is all the things I have, you know, on there, you know. Yes, this in here. These are these are my Facebook stories, you know. And this is my wall, you know. You know, and then you get like a bunch of stuff here, right? I mean, like that's all I really interact with. When I for the last from 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 2006 to 2020, I was really only using Facebook with like friends, um, classmates, and like um, you know people in internationally. Like I had like some um, some friends that went to school that went back home, and they I I would communicate with them there. You know, international students. You know stuff like that. So this, this has been um, a, a very interesting time. You know, I, I don't, I feel like, you know, uh, 
what it, it's very hard to really figure out like what is you know face what is social media i mean like now you have like twitter right and i where twitter and instagram and twitter instagram and i think another big what would be another snatch i'm not really a big fan of snatch we're, we're gonna put snapchat here and um i also want to talk about tiktok which i want to get into a little bit differently later on so Everybody's platform is different. You know, Twitter is about in the now, you know, what's going on right now. You can search different keywords and find out what people are talking about at the moment. I don't know if, I don't know how many people use it that way, but that's a way that you can use it. Where if you're, if you're, um, if you are interested in, um, if you're going to go to, you know, I, I prefer, I used it when I was going to go to, uh, I, was, I was traveling to Florida. So I would go ahead and I would search like Universal Studios, because I was going to go to Universal Studios, and I would try to see what people talk about at the time, you know, I also tried to figure out, you know, how the weather was around there, and there's one thing about looking online for the weather reports, but there's actually something to figure out how people feel about the weather at that moment. Um, I was looking at kayaking, you know, so you could, that kayaking could be a, a term too, you know, I can use that. So there's other ways that you can use social media. You do not have to use social media in the ways that um, that people make it sound like where they in, in our in our society they make it sound like I actually I shouldn't say that no no the way that a lot of the a lot of the um, the videos that I see online and the, and the topics that come up um, it's about you know the child who is on Facebook eight hours a day you know and or or you have um, you have uh, you have you have somebody who um, um, says the wrong thing on Facebook and, you know, is becomes a loaded gun towards other people, you know, like whatever the case may be. Um, uh, there's a lot of topics about that, but I think that's only one thing. That's like saying that the way that we talk about social media is like how we talk about the world. Like, oh, we should stop living. We should stop working with the world we are. Stop living in this world because there's so much crime, you know, in certain parts of the world or like there's, 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 um, there's just so much propaganda going on. We should just stop. We can't. We can't do that. We gotta find a way to work around it. And I would say that with Twitter and Instagram, um, you have this like you have your feed and you're trying to get likes and you're trying to gain attention. But they have algorithms that they use to decrease that. You know, Snapchat is different because Snapchat is like this. You post something and it doesn't stay up there for a while. That's why they use like a ghost as their logo, because it's like, you don't have to worry about your stuff staying there. If you're not there for a while, it's gone. So, so a lot of people tend to use that. They figure out ways to use that and it works pretty well. But then you have TikTok. And I really, and I have been using TikTok for about six months now. And if you're interested, um, I have, um, I have a workouts um, managed state um, handle. And it's basically me, I just been working out at home because of this whole pandemic thing. And it's me just, I use like the P90X workout. And what I do is I'll film myself working out a particular workout for a minute. And then I usually try to like find ways to make that more, that minute more creative every time I go ahead and do it. So you could check it out and see what it is. But one thing about social media that I've always liked was about being able to, um, to, to, to control, like, not really, I, I, I've been able to, able to go back and see what I did years ago, 
you know, that's one thing about my Facebook page. I can go ahead, I can go on my page. I can go back to years ago on what I've been doing and how I've been doing things. And that's what I really like being able to, um, to work on, you know, being able to do things like that really helps me as a, a user, because I know it's expense. It's, it's, I'm, I'm actually putting up my own data, but this is old data. It's just, you know, what I did back then, you know, maybe I wanted to, um, uh, if I, if I actually got rid of a lot of my friends I haven't really been talking to on before I befriended them, uh, unfriended them because of the fact that I can always go back to this, this my wall and search for the people who I want to talk to or, or and, and find out what I want to talk to them about. But I didn't really, I felt I, I kind of like got rid of like the whole having a bunch of friends because having like, I think a hundred friends is probably the, the, the most you might, you might want to have. And you don't really want to have like a thousand. I've seen people have a thousand, you know, friends, you have 2000 friends. And that's a lot for, I would say for any person, you don't, how do you know any of those things going on? And um, to build a better social network for my own, I think it's going to actually take work. We're going to have to actually sit down in smaller groups and figure out what we actually want to get on it. Because Facebook right now, um, is I know I was supposed to be talking about TikTok. Let me, let me go back to TikTok. So what I'm trying to say is that if I use TikTok, TikTok is great because it's it's kind of like these minute videos, and um, you get a chance to laugh. But sometimes there's some informative stuff on there. Like some people talk about um, investing, like you know stock investing, or some people talk about um, doing your taxes properly. Um, there's other people on there who are influencers, like you know who make you laugh or, you know, they do some cool stuff with video editing and stuff like that. So it's great, but TikToks doesn't, as soon as you press the button to open up TikTok, you immediately are sucked into this world where there's videos coming shot at, shot at you. And you can easily lose 20 minutes just like that because every video is like at least it's maximum in one minute, you know? So I don't necessarily think that TikTok I think TikTok would be the imposter we would have to pay attention to because this can easily take up your time. It's actually designed. I remember one time I was I was looking at recently, there was a video. I think I might even post it on here on my um, Facebook page where it was a um, <laughs> it was an actual video where it was uh, the scene from Dragon Ball Z where Gohan was fighting against Cell. You might not know this too much. I'll, I'll put the link up so you can see it. And Gohan was fighting against Cell, and they took the they took their faces off, and they put um, Joe Biden as Gohan and Go Goku as um, as uh, Goku was was Obama, and I think the third and, and Donald Trump was Cell, and it was showing them like. That, that whole end scene was like, what's going on this week, you know, where go, you know, Gohan is about to win, but he's, he's, he's weak and go, Bob Obama is telling him, don't, don't forget everything I told you to remember everything I said. And, um, and, and Shell is like, Trump, Trump is like, I got you. And like, he, he uses a blast and a chi blast which is like a Hadouken. And it shows the Hadouken has a subtitle that says Texas and, um, Texas and Florida, <laughs> because like, that's what he needs to win. And then uh, usually go, but he loses, so loses because there's like a beam hits him from back, it's Vegeta. But Vegeta is actually, um, it's Nevada. They say Vegeta is Nevada and he gets hit with a chi blast that says mail-in votes. 
<laughs> it's such a creative thing. I, and that's what I'm trying to say. So what I'm trying to get at is the creativity that is, uh, that is allowed on these media platforms is, are not given enough credit. Because when you're trying to think of something to write or to talk about, it really comes from collaboration. And I don't think we get that, especially at work or at school. We don't get collaboration at that level. Most of the time, I feel like there's still a level of competition being done between students, especially if they are part of different cultures that competition is like a very strong way of like showing their, their strengths. But in, in our, in, 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 you know, on these social media platforms, the information is like just open to everybody and no one actually owns the information. You know, there, there might be times where people might get flagged for having, you know, maybe using music that is not theirs, but there's just so many ways of getting around these things that it becomes ubiquitous. Meaning that you, you it's, it's like whack-a-mole, you know, you're trying to, you, you, if, you, if you knock down one, one, um, calm, one account, there's another account that's gonna get it up as well. And you need machine learning in order to actually like police all of these things. But then again, the real idea is the data, understanding on like how that actually happens and try to figure out ways to stop it at the root rather than focusing on the, um, the actual bud that comes out, the flower that comes out and, and, and attacks it. So, uh, you know, that's basically it. I think that's enough for this topic here. I, I can also go ahead and talk about this more in a, um, in a future comment. And, I'll, and I'm gonna post here the, the, the video. I'll post it here so if you wanna see it, you can. But uh, yeah, TikTok is the, is the shiznit. You know, I, I really do like the uh, the platform, and I'm very happy to um, to kind of you know to use it. One thing I do like about um, it is that it focuses on one minute videos, meaning you're not able to sit there and make an entire movie. And if you want to make more, you have to find a way to break it down. So I try to use uh, my social media skills and my you know web development skills to find ways to edit videos down and put them piecemeal them onto the platform on a regular basis, which can cause problems because it takes up a lot of time. It's, I don't think the way they design this is, is, is where you are trying to, you know, if you, you have to upload the video, if you're using iCloud, for example, you can't, I, I, I'm trying to use iCloud more on, on my phone. I mean, I don't have like these huge um, hard drives on my, on my iPhone. I, I think mine's only a 64 gigabyte. So that means that, you know, it's 64 gigabytes. Anything that's more than 64 gigabytes, it starts to upload to iCloud. And I have to download the app or the video or the picture in order to go ahead and to utilize that, that particular um, file or whatever. And that becomes uh, a kind of a tedious thing if you're not if you're not underneath Wi-Fi, you know, and I don't want to be doing that on my cell phone. So um so going back into that, I think that um, I prefer to um, to kind of upload videos only in one spot, and I prefer to upload um, only one specific thing, which is like these workout videos. Or I will I usually talk about something, like maybe health food and stuff like that. I'm trying to eat better while I'm at home, and uh, you know that's it. So. Yeah. So with that being said, I think that's it. And I'm, I'm not really going to go too much with that. Um, it's eight o'clock, eight eleven. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I think I have enough, you know, um, understanding of what I want to talk about in my paper that I can actually just start writing it. It's due on Sunday. 
and it's like a three to five page paper. It probably is going to be like four pages. Um, and if you want to, if you want to read the, the paper before I actually, um, you know, I submit it, you can always send me a phone call at 718-255-9095. So that's 718-255-909. Oh, wait, somebody is just testing me right now. Oh, okay. So it's Jess. Hi, Jess. Uh, Jess says, uh, really am interested in the things you're talking about. My seven-year-old uses a uh, TikTok platform for about three hours a day, and she's always constantly trying to do selfies. Well, that's very funny. I mean, I, I actually think that, um, thanks Jess for pushing that in. It's, I really think that um, that these, uh, these, these, these platforms are great, but I, as I don't have any, any children. So it's, it's like, I don't know. I know it must suck if your child is probably um, wasting their time away with these things. But I think that what we should do is that we need to start creating things for them to want to watch or to focus on, on these platforms. But that all comes down to what they, they like. If they are watching things on their phone, then they can't do it. You know, That's why I really feel like more companies should try to come in to our, um, into these social media platforms and find ways to, um, oh, um, to, to, to spark people to using these things. So for example, one of the ideas I actually think about using is I think I have a comment up here. Um, yeah, so um, you can create a virtual community that uses uh, that, that, you know, you, you have a, a bunch of pre um, created posts that go out, that goes out um, right after a, a, um, a class or right after a video or movie or something like that comes up. And you use this data to kind of help um, reinforce what you're trying to teach in class. And what you want to do is that you can get, you could probably find a way to get these, these um, for example, um, if your child is learning about um, historical, um, I, um, historical, like, you're learning about history, you know, let's say they're going ahead of Western civilization, you know, in the uh, 16th century or something like that, 17th century. Um, after you talk about it in the class, then uh, you wouldn't always go ahead and have them watch something that um, on their phone that triggers this like learning, um, um, this learning idea across many um, hours after the class has been, been, been done. And you keep things consistently where, you know, or if you're, let's say if you're teaching um, partial, um, partial fractions in, um, in, in calculus and partial fraction is a form of, of uh, it's a form of, 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 of it's a basic form of calculus. It's not really a form of calculus. It's, it's, it's well trigonometry. I don't know how really to explain it exactly. But pretty much, um, if you're going to go ahead and you're going to pay attention to like, uh, I think I actually put it here. Let me just bring it up. This is why I write things down. Okay, so basically we have this, um, we have this function is improper fraction. And there's a, um, this partial, this improper fraction um, is like a, a, um, a form that I think that can kind of throw people off because you're, you're actually supposed to factor it down before you start to um, actually try to, you know, 
add and subtract. So, and because this is, a, is an integral, you if, if you're doing integrals for so long, you have these problems. So what I would do is that the teacher would actually would talk about things in a way where a video would help to iron those things out. And what they would do is that they can get people who are already on these platforms to work with them to build more technology for these particular platforms. So um, for example, you know, having um, easier videos come up. So the person is spending three hours on their phone, you should pay these platforms to add more information that that person is looking for. Maybe you can even have them opt in to get more credit for. So if they opt in on that, they get participation credit for it, you know, maybe being able to answer that question. And then if that information is shared properly, the teacher can actually add that question into the test and where they would actually get the answer, you know? And what the idea is that you don't really wanna to try to worry about people cheating. You wanna get people to be inspired to wanna to learn on their own. You know, it would be great to be like, oh, professor, I didn't find that homework thing. I didn't get the idea, you know? And then maybe you could find other people who are not on the platform that could also answer the question and then that person can probably build something off to help them learning on their own so what i'm trying to say is that you want to take the the, the, the time that they go from class to the next class in between classes there's also work being done there's also learning being done and maybe that would lead to having you know other things up you know on, on the about so what i'm trying to say there's space to grow there's opportunities to grow and to have more um learning be done in these schools. So that, that's just hypothetically what that is. And that's it. So thanks a lot. And I'll see you guys in the uh, next episode. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing. You will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. <laughs>